I'm detoxing some mold spores, so I'm a little crazy. I don't know. Things might get a little wild today. Here we go. Y'all ready? Y'all ready in the chat? I saw you lining up in there. I saw some crazy stuff already happening, so we're ready for you. We will be reading those chats. So what I want to do today first is tell you what we're going to talk about today. Today's show is called Undateable Feminist Makes an Insufferable List of How She Fights the Patriarchy. So we've got some undateable women now, why do I show you those? Well, because you need to know the warning signs, right? Plus, it's hilarious. We all know we need a good laugh every now and then. I'm here to help you. Okay. So we've got a feminist psychotherapist. Just what you didn't know you needed. A feminist psychotherapist. Given some terrible advice, by the way. We've got some modern women making all kinds of wild assertions that you're going to be like, hmm, what? 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 And then you're going to laugh. Are all women queens? Are all women queens? That's a fantastic question. Is the hardest thing in the world being a woman? One woman says that it is. We're going to talk about that. Will a guy care about a woman's 304 pass? We know the answer to that question, but we have some resistance. Resistance from the modern women. Let's see what one particular modern woman says and talk about whether that's a good defense of her bad behavior. Who has it harder in dating, men or women? Great question. And we're going to answer all of those. We're also going to react to, I say we as if there's more than one person here. Maybe it's just a ghost next to me that I'm talking about when that happens. I'm so used to working in television with an ensemble cast where I say we, I. I need to put the I back in the show. I'm also going to react to an interesting case of uh, reversed gender roles. It's deeply uncomfortable to watch. And we're going to talk about why. And I'm going to ask you in the audience, if you're uncomfortable watching it, and why do you think that is? We've also got a deeply distorted feminist view of men. Nothing new, but uh, deeply, deeply sick stuff. So today's show is brought to you by someone very special. I want to do that before we dig into our first clip, which is insane. We're going to start off with the feminist psychotherapist because, you know, it's been a rough week. Today's show brought to you by my favorite, uh, absolute favorite supplement. This is it. It's actually in a fantastic bottle. I love that they did a glass bottle. No nasty leaching plastic. I take two of these every single day. This is actually saving me right now because detoxing mold is very challenging. You get a lot of brain fog. You get a lot of weird stuff going on in your body. And this has helped me to maintain my concentration, to battle that brain fog as best as possible, to keep my focus so that I'm able to sit here and detox mold while doing this show. This is called Natavim. It is unbelievable. It's magic in a bottle. If I had to go to a desert island tomorrow and you said, Jed, you can only take one supplement, this would be it. This is NAD. You see all the people go into these IV spas and getting infusions of NAD to clear out your brain. Again, to address things like brain fog, uh, memory issues, focus issues, concentration issues. Well, not everybody can go to an IV bar. Not everybody likes needles. It gets very expensive. What this New York Center for Innovative Medicine uh, and Dr. Thomas Schultz, who's one of my favorite doctors in the world and absolutely brilliant, they decided to bring a medical grade product to you, to your home. You take two of them a day. It makes a massive difference. Now, what's in here? It's not just NAD. 
not just NAD. They did a blend of nutrients and botanicals. They've got cat's claw in there, bacopa, CoQ10, glycine to increase absorption and enhance its brain-boosting effects. This is the same high-quality NAD that you're going to find in those um, IV infusions. Now, one thing you need to know about the center, New York Center for Innovative Medicine, first of all, it's an incredible center. If you're suffering with chronic illness, it's worth checking out. Secondly, they rigorously test all their supplements. There's a lot of stories in the news right now about supplements that people are ordering, and they're loaded up with heavy metals. They're loaded up with toxins. If you think you're taking something good for your body, but it's loaded up with garbage, you're not only not going to get the benefits, but you're going to get a whole bunch of nonsense and wind up feeling sick. You ever take a supplement and feel sick? That is not going to happen here. You're going to feel fantastic. It's rigorously, rigorously tested to weed out all of the garbage. It actually is fundamentally life-changing. And today I have a very special offer for you. You're going to get 20% off. Just give it a shot is all I ask. Give it a shot. 20% off your purchase today. You're going to go to nadovim.com backslash Jedediah. That's N-A-D-O-V-I-M.com backslash Jedediah. We're going to link it for you in the description as well. You're going to get that 20% off and you are going to thank me. I promise you. It's something that I take religiously every single day. I don't think I'd be able to detox mold without it. And also, even if you're not detoxing mold, you're always detoxing something, right? You're always chemical exposures. We talk about all that matrix stuff. Everybody needs a little bit of help. Nativim is here to come to your rescue. I told you I was going to make y'all healthy. I'm going to do it. Okay, here we go. Let's dig in. Deli, you ready? Yep. All right. Deli's in the house. Deli's ready. We're going to start with a feminist psychotherapist. Does she not look a tad unhinged just from the start? I'm just going to say, something's a little off before we even, right? You can always, a little crazy eyes going on there. What's up with the glasses? You see a full sleeve attached. Okay, let's play it. Let's talk about this comment. I think women this age need to dress respectfully because they set an example for the youth. Hi, I'm Star Monroe, psychotherapist turned your midlife dating bestie. Now this is a conversation worth unpacking. Since the day we were born, we have been told what to do. That is what the patriarchy is there. It is telling us how we think, how we act, how we speak, how we dress, how we talk, how we eat, how we move our bodies. And it will never stop, my friend. This is why it's so important for you to unravel yourself, to disrupt the conditioning that you have taken on board throughout the time you have lived your lives. At midlife, at midlife, it's a right passage. Right, pause it for a second, Deli. This is a long one, so we're going to come back to it for a second. First of all, you look at her. How many red flags can you spot just in terms of like her person? Okay, why is this somebody that you would want to take dating advice from, right? She's a little overweight. She's got the full sleeve of tattoos. She's got something going on here. I, I don't know. There's injectable. I, something gone, something's gotten mad. Okay, I'm not saying she looks like that guy who tried to become a cat, but I'm not saying she doesn't. Just saying. Um, And she's already talking about the patriarch. She's single. She's I don't know how old she's got to be 50. She's single. Is this somebody that you would want to take dating advice from? This is like when I, I listen to people talk about marriage, right? And they give marital advice and they've been divorced three times. They've got kids from two different dads. And I'm like, uh, hold on a second. Like, would I take my car to a mechanic who didn't know anything about cars? No. So there's something wrong right off the gate. You got you to spot that, right? You're looking at her. You're, if you're smart, if you're plugged in, you're going to be seeing, I don't know, maybe I want to take uh, some dating advice from someone who's been in a marriage for 25 years and has three beautiful children. And maybe that's the route I want to go instead of 
whatever's going on here. I don't even know. She spews the word patriarchy. Where is it, honey? We'll start with that. Where is the patriarchy? When people ask you, when people cite the patriarchy, and they will, when women cite it, all you have to say is, oh, interesting. Where, where is that? Like, how does that manifest in society? Uh, they tell you how to dress. Who's they? Who tells you how to dress? Who? Who tells you how to dress? Who? Oh, the, the, the wage gap. Okay, that's not real. You know, listen to what they say because they're going to cite a whole bunch of stuff that's completely untrue. They're going to blame this talking point of the patriarchy because they don't want to take personal responsibility and personal accountability for the bad decisions they've made that have essentially left them unhappy, right? So it's like, well, I'm unhappy because of patriarchy instead of I'm unhappy because I'm single, I'm alone. You know, I've hit some type of wall here that's enormous. I looking kind of crazy and I'm repelling anything that would create any real substance and 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 define my life in a positive way. I don't want to own that or that decision making process. So instead, patriarchy. What is that even? What is that? In in 2023, where is the patriarchy? We're not in the hands made stale, honey, even though you want to pretend we are. All right, let's keep playing. move from late princess into queen and a queen is a woman who sits on her throne she knows who she is she wears whatever the fuck she likes and she knows how to make herself feel deliriously happy and she lives her most vibrant sexy alive life now Here's the deal. You're always going to get people like this wanting to shove their agenda down your throats. I don't know why this person has an agenda, why they think women have to dress respectfully. Uh, if I had more time and energy, I'd like to unpack respectfully, but I don't. And the thing is, what you have to do if you want to live your best midlife is focus on what makes you happy. There's okay. a quote All by right. Rumi. So if you want to live your best midlife, women, be slutty. Be slutty. Look like Madonna. Be humiliating. Be, you know, uh, simulating oral sex at 64, dressed in something that looks like a, a dominatrix outfit, and be humiliating yourself. Humiliating yourself publicly. Is that the advice that this woman would give? Yeah, that is. These are people who, you know, want you to believe that the Chelsea Handlers, where she's sitting and drinking wine at, at you know, what, what is it, 8 a.m. and sipping that and drunk and, you know, she's got her vibrator and she's like, I'm happy. I'm happy. I swear I am. I'm happy. Does, do they look happy? No, they look soulless. They look lonely. They look miserable. Madonna looks its very sad. I mean, her face is completely distorted. These women start to reject the aging process because they don't understand that with age comes a certain degree of just you know, achievement and accomplishment. And if you're doing it right, right, you've got your children, your beautiful children, you've got your family, you've got whatever it may be that grounds you. These women aren't grounded in anything, anything good anyway. They're grounded in some sort of media approval, some sort of I, I want to always stay young type of vibe, very weird stuff going on. So the idea that a, that a grown woman should should not dress like a college kid at a frat, par frat party is now something that we can't say. I mean, is this not ridiculous? You know, you, you when you were in college, you went to parties, you saw, see some of these girls are half naked. Is that good? No. But it happens, right? Young people don't always have the best judgment. When you're a 50 and 60-year-old woman and you're, let's say you go to a club. Do you ever go to a club? I don't go to clubs anymore, but about 10 years ago, I was going still. And I would go. I never forget. A friend and I would go to this place called the Naked Lunch. 
and it was a place in Manhattan. A friend of mine owned it, and it was great. It was simple. You went in, you danced. We didn't really drink. I mean, maybe I had like one drink if, if I was having a feisty night and usually like forcing myself to try to, you know, fit into the social scene in some way, which was dumb. But, you know, to have that. And you, there was this one guy. It was a guy and there was a woman separately that we would see show up. The guy had to be, I don't know, 60. And we would look and we'd be like, God, what is he doing? He just looked like he was so hungry for something. Like he never grew up, right? Never got out of the scene. He was lost. There was a woman there who was walking in always. I don't know. She had to be in her 50s, maybe. uh, Always dressed inappropriately where we were like, what is going on there? What is happening? So this idea of like rejecting the, the normal process of people just growing up is mind blowing to me. It's absolutely mind blowing to me. And now it's supposed to be empowering. Not only do you have to be, you know, an independent woman and single and all this stuff, but you got to look like a teenager, like Madonna. Is, is, does that look good to you? Puffy. Oh, did you see the video where she was simulating the oral? Disgusting stuff. It's like you got grandbabies. Ooh, nasty. Here we go. Wait. Nasty. <laughs> Deli's like so proud because this was, you know, he was part of the idea plan behind this. So he's like, I want a cut of the money. Bottom line, right, Deli? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, where's my 10%? Yeah, you can keep playing that. You, you get, get people excited. I want my 10%. All right, I'm going to take a drink. Ooh. Lemon water. Refreshing. I'm telling you, man. Okay. So we've got women here talking about how the hardest thing in the world is being a woman. What do you think? People in the chat, can you weigh in? Super Chats will be read, by the way. Is the hardest thing in the world being a woman? What do you think? We're going to listen to what she says. She's mad, by the way. She's a little twisted. Some of these feminists, do they have horns? Honestly, I feel like the horns get a little, you know, when you say, oh, her horns were twisted. But like, actually, right? Little devil horns just in a knot sometimes. I don't know. Maybe it's too much Botox. All right, let's play number two. Y'all know what the hardest thing in the world is? The hardest thing, by far, (laughs) is being a fucking woman. It is so hard to be a woman! It is hard to be a woman from so many cases. From the physical appearance piece, right? It's like, you have to look a certain way. Can you pause it, Deli? Just leave me on the screen. Pause it. Leave me on the screen, though. Just note the claws. (laughs) Did I not warn you about the claw? I'm telling you, it's... Nine out of ten times, you see the claw. I'm talking about the nails that curl over. Nasty, too, by the way. You ever think about what gets trapped under those nails? It's a lot. It's hard to clean under there is all I'm going to say. Spot the claw and spot the headache. Play a little game of spot the claw in your life. Walk around and be like, oh, my God, her nail. I guarantee you. Okay, keep watching, Deli. Sorry to distract, but the claw gets in my way. I I have to give a claw warning. Okay. The kind of way it's like. You ain't the woman. You got to have your hair done. You got to pay for your nails did. You got to pay for your eyebrows. You got to get your lashes done. On top of that, we have to be the strongest human beings on earth. If we cry, we're too sensitive. If we tough and independent, we act like a man. We have to conceive. We have to be the breadwinners. We have to be mothers. We literally have to be everything for everybody else. Yo, it is tiring being a woman. But at the end of the day, who is there for the woman? Okay. Who? Let's pause it here. Who's there for us? So she's tired because she's trying to be a woman and a man. 
You catch that? It's that would be exhausting, right? You're trying to be a woman. You're trying to do all of the feminine roles. You're trying to be a man. You're trying to do all the masculine roles. That's why she's exhausted. She's saying, "Oh, if you cry this, if you," no, you're not expected. Guys aren't expecting you by and large. Vast majority, remember, we speak, and vast majority aren't expecting you to be the breadwinner. You're putting that on yourself. You're listening to society say you've got to compete with a man. And at the same time, you're listening to your biology say you've got to be a woman. You've got to be feminine. You've got to be all these things. So you're in constant conflict. And you're also like, how can I be all things to all people? Honey, you can't. You can't. That's why traditional gender roles exist, right? Because you're supposed to be comfortable and okay to sink into your femininity. Whatever that means for you. You, you, you should be comfortable with that. You shouldn't be like, well, I have to be feminine and masculine at the same time. I can't cry, but I should cry at the same time. I don't know a single man. I have not encountered a single man in my life that is going to have a hard time with a woman who cries. Granted, if you're a basket case, you're crying all day, every day, you're in some type of like some crazy going on that's different. That becomes very, very challenging to live with. But if you watch a sad movie, you cry, something happens, you cry, you lean on the shoulder of your man, you get upset. I don't know a single man. Alpha, alpha guy that's going to have a problem with that. That's called you being a girl, right? That's what it is. That's okay. That's why they love you. That's why they, they find such tenderness in you. But if you now in the back of your head are saying, well, I also have to not cry because society told me that I need to be like a man and society told me I need to be the breadwinner and I need to be tough, then of course you're going to have a conflict. These women are conflicted because they're having a hard time balancing, listening to their own biology and what they want and then listening to this, you got to be like a man, you got to compete with a man. It's exhausting. Also, honey, listen, all of this stuff, the eyebrows, the hair, the nails, you're, you're putting that on yourself. You've made that decision. Yes. Would a guy want you to be feminine? Yes. Does that mean that guys are going to say, oh, you got to have your eyebrows like this. You got to have the long nails. You got to go to get a manicure every week. No, the guys just aren't that picky. They want someone who's feminine and soft and yes, well put together, but they're not looking at your, I don't get messages from the guys in my audience like, oh, Jed, you really got it. You know, your roots are coming through. You know who sends me messages like that? Women. Women. Oh, look at her. She's wearing a tank top. Oh my God. In Florida, the audacity, a tank top. I don't get any messages like that from guys at all. I get messages about the content, right? I don't get like, oh, this, and did she tweeze her eyebrows today? That is women imposing that structure and that pressure on other women. So you're listening to society tell you you want to be, a, you got to be a man. You got to compete with a man. You're listening to other women pressure you. Oh, did you get her hair dyed today? Oh, look at her nails. Has she had a pedicure this week? You're letting all of that flood your mind and you're stressed out to the max. And the only thing getting squashed in the process is your softness and your femininity. Because how could you be soft and feminine when you're trying to do all this other stuff? You're going to lose that, of course. And then you know what? You're going to be alone. And then you're going to be mad at guys. Like it's there for, oh, I'm alone and it's guys' fault. No, honey, maybe it's you. Stop listening to society. Stop listening to the magazines. Stop worrying about what your girlfriends think. That's it. Forget it. Forget it and start thinking about if you want to attract a man, what guys really care about. I'm telling you, every, I say this every day. It's always like stunning to women. You got these women that are like so over maintained, like the long, like the, the claw, the tons of makeup, the eyelash. You know what they're doing now with the eyelashes, gluing them on. And most of the time it looks like they're wearing some, t I don't know. It's like, is that a spider? Is that what's going on over there? Right. It looks like you're going to get caught in that web. And guys, nine women always forget this. Guys, nine out of ten times will 
their eye will go right to that woman who's very natural. She's got the long hair, right? She gets out of bed in the morning. She throws on some sweat shorts and a top and she goes out to get the mail with no makeup, fresh face. And she's just like bumping around like, hi, you know, sweet. And they're like that, that. And these girls that are so overdone all the time are like, what's like, there's a lot of like confusion. You're, you're trying too hard. You're overdoing it. What are you trying to hide? And I always tell guys, by the way, this is a warning sign. Never get with a girl who's afraid for you to see her without makeup on. She's, that's a deeply insecure woman. There's something wrong there. There's something she's, if she's that uncomfortable with herself, she's never going to be comfortable with you complimenting her. She's never going to be comfortable just relaxing in the bedroom. She, that's a problem. That is a big, big problem. I remember a guy, a friend of mine years ago, was dating a girl and he was like, she won't even go to Dunkin' Donuts without eyeliner on. It was a disaster. It's a disaster. You need somebody who's comfortable in their own skin. And, and, and part of femininity is just like the tossing of the hair. It's a lot of attitude, right? This woman's, she may have the long nails and she may have the long hair and she may have a ton of makeup. She's not feminine. She's not, that's not, no. They'd rather have, take those nails off, take some of that makeup off, leave your natural hair, curl up on the couch and just talk. Just exist like a woman, Right. They're so afraid of their softness. All right, let's continue. I think there's a close to that clip, Deli. Let's take a look. That's what we want to break down and say, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to be a woman. I'm tired. I just had this epiphany like literally yesterday. I was like, yo, it is so tiring <laughs> being a woman. Okay, so again, she's exhausted because of herself. She's not exhausted because she's being a woman. She's exhausted because she's trying to be a man. She's exhausted because she's struggling with her biological impulse to be feminine and to act like a woman with her societal need that she has programmed in her head to compete with other women and with this desire to be a man. Like, I got to also be a breadwinner. I got to also act like the man of house. I got to also do X, Y, and Z or the media won't love me or I can't watch The Handmaid's Tale without bowing my head in shame. You know, these people are sick, right? So she's tortured. Good, honey. Good luck. Be tortured. You know who's not tortured? The women who don't care about any of that are just feminine or laughing or tossing their hair and don't worry about the claw. All right. Women are all queens. What do you think? Chat. Oh, look, we've got Neil Ray in here. Let me read these couple. Five bucks. Happy early Easter. Oh, thank you. I think I'm going to do an Easter egg hunt this year for myself. Just kidding. I, do, I say I'm doing these things for my son, but, you know, I'm a baby at heart. Proverbs 331, envy thou not the oppressor and choose none of his ways. God is exposing the lies with his light. God bless you. Thank you, Neil. Kayla Faust is here. Five bucks. Where has the self-respect and common sense gone? Propriety has been so corrupted. Self-respect has gone out the window. Um, people don't care about it anymore. They just don't. It's very, very sad. Oh, we got a bunch here. Puffy Vegas gave five bucks. Let's see. We've got me and my friends uh, have receipts to prove it. She's just complaining because she's in her 40s. High value men have options. High value men do have options. She's not in her 40s. That first woman is not in her 40s. The second one, mm, maybe 40, maybe late 30s, I would say. She's not complaining because of her age. She's complaining because she's unhappy, because she's made certain decisions where she never grew up and she never got out of this, you know, oh, grinding on the dance floor like a college girl, you know, and except doesn't look so cute at like 58, you know. Oh, man. Uh, SD, I got rejected. I'm really struggling. Okay. Well, 
I don't know what to do with that one. Maybe we can open up a Delhi's laughing. Delhi does not is heartless I'm at times. Sorry. But I uh, listen. If you got rejected, you got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps, and you got to keep going, man. You got to keep going. You can't be you can't be getting down on yourself now. I don't know what the situation was, but getting rejected is not fun. Delhi has no soul, so he can laugh. But yeah. I'm single forever, so he's it's single okay. forever. And by the way, we'll be single forever because now I'm vetting the girl. <laughs> yeah. So he's never going to. He's basically on his own. I don't know, uh, SD. I don't know what to say about that, except that it sucks. Rejection sucks. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. You're going to be fine. That's all I'm going to say. So women are all queens. Let's see. Number three. Let's play it. To have a problem when women judge other women, but not so much when it comes to women judging men. Damn, yeah. Wait, can you say that again? Like, why do women judge men harder than we judge women? Because women support women. That's what I mean by sisterhood. Yeah, women supporting women. Because women are all queens. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're queens, so we need to devalue with everything. And we men can. are just men, period. Can you Why imagine? Okay, so can you imagine somebody's going to date these girls? My God. So this is like believe all women. It's garbage, okay? Women are all queens. No, women aren't all queens. I mean, are all guys kings? No. Why as a society can we just say, though, like, all guys aren't kings, right? And everybody's just like, yeah, that's true. All women aren't queens. <gasps> you misogynist. Oh, patriarchy. I swear, these guys are so nasty. They're so gross. All women aren't queens, okay? Why? And, and also, this it comes from this, like, women can do no wrong. Women never make a mistake. Women would never. Women are always the victim of a bad circumstance. Own your life. Own your choices. Some of you may be queens. Some of you are not queens. Some of you may be queens in the sense of you're really quality women. You deserve to be treated really well. Some of you treat guys like garbage, and, and you're not deserving of all those good things. You're not. You need to get your act together in order to be deserving. You can't, you have to, you have to give and give, respect is a give and take in game. It's not, you know, what you want it to be where it's one way street. Also, let's just touch on how this relates to believe all women. You remember when, you know, we saw the Kavanaugh hearings, when we saw, you see this in politics all the time, this new Me Too movement that started out as something that was calling out legitimate cases of harassment, right? And blowing open blowing open a door on a lot of stuff that was happening in media for a long time that wasn't great. And now it's like, believe her, believe all women, no matter what. So a woman comes out and makes an accusation against a man. And we're supposed to, as a society, just immediately, without proof, without evidence, without research, without investigation, we're supposed to believe what she's saying. That is sick. Okay, that is not how it's supposed to go. That is not justice. That is now bias the other way. That's now bias where we are believing women simply by virtue of the fact that they are women and that is deeply, deeply problematic. Everyone deserves a fair hearing, a fair trial. Okay. Men need policing. What does that mean? Let's take a look. Number four. Need policing. That's the thing. Because... Like I said earlier, they get away with so much because over the years, men can do so much. JFK hooking up with Monica Lewinsky. Men can get away with so much. Uh, Justin Timberlake. They can just get away with everything and they're never held accountable, right? And so that's why they need policing. Whereas women, we're always told like, oh, don't hook up. You're a slut if you make out with like one person. So it's like we're policed by society naturally, but men need their own men to police themselves. Why are women able to unite? Why, wait, hold on a second. First of all, JF, she's talking about JFK and Monica Lewinsky. She means Bill Clinton. God, help me. Someone help me. Oh, my God. I just Someone realized. save me from the dumb. <laughs> okay. And then she's like, 
Justin Timberlake. What's she talking about? Justin Timberlake. She's talking about some Britney Spears drama. Come on, man. All right. So I, I thought it was the concert situation. What concert? Where he ripped off her her bra when she was performing. Oh yeah, I remember that too. Oh, well, we had to hear about that for months and months. Remember that when it was like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought yeah, but also the Timberlake stuff. I think with the uh, Britney Spears fiasco, wasn't there like allegations of cheating and all that? Didn't that blow up? I don't remember. So men need policing because apparently they get away with everything. I, I feel like these, do these women live in an alternate universe. Guys are getting called out left and right. They're getting called out when they do something wrong. They're getting called out just in case they might do something wrong. They're getting called out when they don't do something wrong. Like we just said, believe all women, believe her no matter what. I mean, this is just not a, 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 a norm. This is not what's happening in society. These women are deluded. And the idea that women are, you know, constantly policed by society, it's now, again, women are trying to say like, hey, it's okay to call out guys for their bad behavior. It's okay to call them out, but it's not okay to call out women. So the second you start saying, well, women are getting real slutty and women are, you know, increasingly getting promiscuous and women, this is what cheating looks like. You can't say any of that. You're not allowed as a society to just simply acknowledge the reality of what's happening as it relates to men and women. You're only allowed to speak about men in both positive and negative ways and women in positive ways. You, you, everything you say that could be even a challenge of female behavior in 2023 gets labeled as bigoted or misogynistic. How is that a healthy society? And how is that equality? Ladies, you want equality? That means that your good and your bad are both on the table. And the judgment is here, the same way we do with the guys, right? You don't want equality. Don't lie. Okay. So, again, no accountability. Like, again, it's like, oh, well, you know, men need to be police, blah, 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 blah. It's ridiculous. Also, who's she talking about? Who's going to police these guys? Her? Oh, I get it. The badly behaved women who are sleeping around, promiscuous, cheating, all that stuff. Should they police the guys? What are you even talking about, honey? And notice how when she's asked, by the way, uh, in the former clip, when, when she's asked about, oh, like, why are women so tough on, you know, men, but not tough on women? She's like, oh, ooh. So, because she knows how she knows what women are doing. Oh, 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 they're all queens. That's why they're all queens. Women do nothing wrong. She knows these women deep down inside. They know. They know that the power dynamic has now flipped so far in the other direction that now it's like women can do no wrong. That is not healthy. That is not a healthy way to self-reflect about your own behavior, and that is not a healthy way to reflect about what's happening in society. Women are not impervious to bad behavior now just because, oh, what? They have a uterus, so what are they, anointed as a result? Okay, let's talk about a woman who thinks she brings everything to the table. She actually says everything. First of all, I want you to absorb what she looks like and uh, some details she reveals about her personal life. Let's go to number five. What do you bring to the table? Everything. I got two kids, you know what I mean? So I'd, everything. If you're willing to be, provide for my kids, then everything. Everything like what? My kids, my life, my mental health, everything. Like, everything. Everything you want to know about me, I'll bring to the table for sure. Oh, dear God, help us. You know, I could get canceled right here. <laughs> right in this moment, I could get canceled. So I would love to know, what is the prize there? What is the price? So what do we have there? We have a morbidly obese woman. Let's be honest. This is not about, this is just if morbidly obese, right? 
she has two kids from another guy. Okay. And she's telling you that she brings everything to the table. She said, make some comment about her mental health. I, do I need to be worried about that too? That, that people who have, don't have mental health problems don't bring it up. Like I'm not sitting here like, you know, talking about, oh, my mental health is an asset to the audience because it's, you know, sharp. And <laughs> no, in fact, oftentimes sane people will often admit they have a little bit of crazy, right? So she brings her mental health. Is this someone who you think guys would meet and say, this is a woman who brings everything to the table? obese, children from another man. I mean, you have to, this is, what. why am I bringing this up? Not to be mean, but this is delusion, right? Now, this woman is going through life and she is fully expecting to meet a guy who's going to pay, who's going to pay to take care of her and to take care of her children that she had by another guy, another couple of guys. I don't know the whole story there. And not expect him to look at her and say, what's in it for me here? Why would I want to choose you, right? And if you bring that up, then you're misogynistic or you're bigoted in some way. This is what I'm talking about, accountability. Like you you have two kids from a prior situation. Okay, get yourself together then, right? You have to understand that that's baggage. You have to understand it. You have to know, okay, I'm going into a situation where a lot of guys might not be comfortable with this. And you have to understand why, right? A, a, a sane person will be able to wrap their head around that. Okay, maybe he's concerned he's going to have to deal with, you know, an ex-husband or a former boy. You know, it's just messy. It's just messy, right? It's messier than it ideally would be. Not to say you can't be a good person, by the way, and have that circumstance, but it is messy. So then you want to optimize everything else. So what exactly is optimized in this situation? I mean, I just don't understand how somebody could be walking around visually looking like that and acting like that and expect that some guy's going to roll along and just, what, be shelling out the cash? This is the delusion that you need. And, and, and I don't care if it comes off, oh, it's mean. I'm, it's, this is not mean. This is called realism. This is called reality. This is called just wake up, honey. Wake up. Let's see if I get canceled after that one, Deli. I don't know. We'll find out. Rob Boudreau is in here. Uh, five bucks. I don't know who told these ladies claws and eyelashes look good, but it doesn't keep. Uh, but it doesn't keep telling them jet. So who told them is the women's magazines. This is women telling women. This is not men telling women. This men oftentimes will be like, oh, what did you? Oh, it looks good, babe. It looks really nice. You know, like that. That happens a lot. Like you're. They're not asking you to do any of that. In fact, guys will often ask you to simplify, simplify. And this is always a talking point that gets thrown out. But when they're in the club, their eye goes right to that girl. Yes, when they're in the club and they're sitting around, yes, your eye will go toward a, cor- a cartoon, a walking cartoon. Whoa, what's going on there? Ooh, wow, that's a if the boobs are hanging out, if it's like the lashes are like three sets like this, the hair is te- Yes, your eye goes to it. But are you looking for a guy who's going to like look at you or are you looking for a guy who's going to marry you, right? And ultimately, when they want somebody that they really feel passionate about, they want that person to not look one way, you know, in the morning and then go out to the club, look like a completely different person and then come home and be unrecognizable. So they, they I don't know how to sell natural, but it, that is what sells. That is what sells. It, a natural six will beat out a all done you know, the claw six any day of the week. I will guarantee you from a male perspective. Guys in the chat, do I, am I right? Mark Yoshi. Oh, look, a little fox. Good job. 
Uh, tell me in the chat, am I right? Also, hit that subscribe button for me right now. Hit that like button for me right now. I need you to show some love. You doing it? You doing it? You doing it? Don't make me dance. I will, though. All right, number six, feminist when it's convenient, part 975. Let's take a listen. That's number six. Is it number six? No, no, that's not number six, Dally. Are you sure? Mm, I don't know. Let me see. No, no, it's not. It's Rich Cooper. Do you have the Rich Cooper? Yep. yep. Okay. This is hard to read. Deli, can you read yep. that for me? Oh, there we go. Blow it up a little more. Uh, I need the top line from Rich. Okay, toxic feminism wants more women CEOs via gender quotas, but no push for women in these roles. Top 20 most dangerous U.S. occupations. Okay, and percent male. Look at the jobs. Logging workers, fishing workers, aircraft pilots, roofers. <laughs> Iron and steel workers, truck drivers, farmers, agricultural workers, electric power line workers, recyclable material workers, construction workers, cement and concrete manufacturing. So when women say, first of all, women don't want these jobs. Why? Well, because it's it's dirty and it's dangerous, right? They don't want to do those things, which is fine, which is fine. But then be appreciative. Be appreciative when you say, I don't need a man. I don't care about men. I don't need a man. I could do it all myself. Really? Who's going to build the streets around you? How are you going to get from point A to point B, honey? Who built your house? Who built your apartment building? How you want to go to the grocery store? What if that road's not paved, honey? Who's going to, you going to get out and you're going to lay that asphalt, right? Taxi drivers, chauffeurs, who's going to drive you? How many taxi drivers do you see or Uber drivers do you see proportionately men versus women? Think about it. Maintenance and repair workers. How many times you call somebody to do, to fix something and it's a woman? I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's exceptionally rare. So here's the thing. Stop talking about feminism and talking about I don't need a man. Stop talking about it. You can take the, the visual off the screen, guys, when you want. Stop talking about that when you don't mean it, right? Because if you were really like equality, if you were really like I don't need a man, right? And sometimes they say it in that inflection too, trying to be a man. If you meant that, then you'd be doing all these jobs, right? Then you'd be like, well... A society is better without men. So women, let's round up. Today, we're going to lay some asphalt, right? Let's round up. Today, let's, we're going to fix all the toilets, right? We're going to, oh, maintenance, repair? I'm getting up. I'm, I'm in getting into the HVAC unit today. That sounds like a blast. No, oh, let me get it. Let me chauffeur. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get my Uber license. No, they're not doing it. Construction. Yeah. You know what? Let's work by the tolls. Let's get this, let's get this construction moving. No, they don't want to do it. Why women biologically are not driven toward those things. Oh, but it's society. It's a social construct. No, it's not. You're not drawn toward those things as a female. You're not. You're not strong enough to lift all the heavy stuff. You know it's a danger zone. And you instinctively protect yourself from danger as you should. What you should also do is then say thank you, guys. Thank you for building this whole world around me. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you, construction workers. Thank you, maintenance guys. Thank you, mechanics. Thank you, everyone who is there on the other end of the line to pick up the phone when I call and need some help. I wouldn't know what to do. I get a flat tire on the side of the road. It's a scene. I'm just saying. AAA, my husband. Let many people get called. There are some tears shed. And I, everyone, I remember a guy telling me when I was younger, oh, you should learn how to change a tire. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to learn how to change a tire. I want somebody else to do that. I don't want to do it, right? I don't want to. People in the chat will be like, Jed, no, I don't want to. I don't. 
I'm very comfortable calling a, a guy to do that, right? If I can't get my husband, then I will call someone who can help me, right? But I will also be gracious and grateful. I won't be like, oh, this world would be better without men. Who needs roads? Who needs toilets? Who needs plumbing? Who needs maintenance? Who needs any of that? We're good. We can just what? Ladies can what? I don't know. We can sit in a hammock and have some lemonade, I guess. I don't know. Does he care about her 304 pass? Yes, he does. Listen to the denial, though, on number eight. Oh, wait, no, I skipped one, Deli. This is my fault. Ugh, I kind of want to go out of order. Is that going to mess you up, Deli, if I go to eight first? No. Okay, let's go to eight. Sorry, tough guys. It's a day in the life of a stay-at-home husband. Time to check your misogyny at the door and buckle up. First thing I do is I make my wife some coffee after making the bed. Then I do my wife's laundry. When juggling your husbandly duties, it's essential to separate the Lulus from the dryer. Next, I feed the dog, because who else is going to do it? I assert my dominance over all I have left. Then I make my wife some breakfast. She likes her eggs air fried with a rice cake and peanut butter. Then I feed the plants before I feed myself, and I tidy up the house. Once the house was clean, my wife took me out on the town. Followed and the patriarchy. Okay, but I mean, you know, yeah, he has old buzzwords too, misogyny, the patriarch. Do you see that there's another video right there with that one? You're on number nine, by the way, Deli, but do you see that there's a second one? Mm -hmm. I want part two. Let's play it. Sorry, tough guys. It's part two of a day in the life of a stay-at-home husband. When I say check your misogyny at the door, I mean it. It's the weekend, so you know I gotta let my queen sleep in, so I make her some pancakes. She likes them with chocolate chippies in them. After I flip the script on these gender norms, she wakes up to a hot plate of pancakes. On Sundays, we strip the sheets, and then I load the dishwasher. Next, I borrow my wife's credit card, and I go get some groceries. I check those eggs. I check out, make my way home, and put the groceries away. The fridge organized with all her favorite drinks and snacks, and then I take the trash out to where the men go. Don't strain yourself, queen. You work too hard. You know the drill. Follow to end the patriarchy. I, I, I just don't. I, he lost me when he said chocolate chippies. Yeah, I was me done. Too. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm out, honey. I'm out. So you look at this and you say, first of all, doesn't it, does it make you uncomfortable? Audience, does it, you're like, what, why? I mean, why does it make you uncomfortable? Because it's like women should be inclined to want to do these things, like maintain a home, all this. So it's like, what's wrong with her? What's going on there? Secondly, there is something very uncomfortable about seeing a guy kind of behave in these traditionally female roles. And also, why is he comfortable? Like, oh, my wife's going to take me out with her credit card and today or I'm, she's going to get me some nachos. It sounds like a little boy, like a mom's son type of situation going on here. The way he's presenting the chocolate chippies and the pancakes and oh, now she gets to give me some nachos. It's like, you're. are you in uh, uh, 10? Right? Are you looking for a mom? Something's weird about this. Um, I also just think there's something very uncomfortable about a guy who's so willing to let a woman pay for everything and be the head of household. I mean, he, he looks more in this capacity like a servant, or, or really, honestly. Because even if you have a dynamic, what we're not seeing like is what she's bringing to the table, right? That we can't see. But it just reads odd to me. It reads it, it reads excessive. The reason I'm saying servant is not because, you know, it's not no problem if a guy, you know, makes breakfast in bed for his wife as a treat or does. I, I really, really, really support men who love and respect and care about quality women. 
But it seems like he's more of just like hired help in this capacity. Very odd. And then he gets a little treat by her taking him out with swipe the credit card and I get some nachos. There's something oddly uncomfortable about their dynamic at large, right? I think it's a it's a drastic kind of um, version of this anyway. Even if you had, you know, the, the traditional gender roles flip, this is kind of an extreme example. But when you sit with it, it also just doesn't sit right. And, and it's hard to explain why, right? It's really hard to explain why. And I think it's because it's like two people going against their biology, right? Because that guy biologically should be wired by testosterone to want to provide for her. He should be uncomfortable doing what he's doing. He should be uncomfortable sitting around and just making the chocolate chippies, as he says, and the pancakes and just loading the dishwasher and doing. I'm not saying these things aren't tiring. I'm not saying they're not exhausting, but he should be biologically wired, testosterone driven to be like, I need to make sure the bills get paid. I need to make sure she's taken care of. And essentially, that's not what's happening. And then you have the woman who is essentially playing the guy's role. She's sitting there. She's making sure the bills get paid. So it's a flip, right? Now, I'm not saying there aren't cases where this can't work. I'm not telling people how to live their lives. What I'm telling you is that most people will watch this and have a discomfort about it because it's antithetical to human nature. It's going against what's natural, right? And that's the only way I can describe it. And of course, I would be labeled to, oh, well, Jed, you're, you know, you're brainwashed by society and this, that and the other thing. People will say that. But I will guarantee you if 99% of people sat back, it would sit odd to them because there are expectations that you have of men by virtue of the fact that they are men, right? The fact that they are, you know, it it would be like seeing a woman and a man in a a relationship and she was a truck driver and he was, you know, a stay-at-home dad. You, you, your, your instinct would be to say, kind of want to do this, right? Because it's a more, truck driver's a more dangerous job, you know, it's the hours are crazy, you're on the road, there's a certain component. It, it, it's just, you, you kind of instinctually want to put that woman in a place where she can, you know, not put her in her place, but have her in a place where she can really blossom with all the things that she naturally does so well. And to put him in a place where he can naturally blossom and do all the things he would naturally do so well. So people are embarrassed to say this, right? They, they don't want to be labeled bigoted, but it does sit as odd when you watch this. It does. And it's, it's kind of like you want to shake that household. And also, I will tell you this. In the vast majority of cases, a guy who behaves that way, she will lose all sex drive for him. She just will. She may, her tummy may be full of the chocolate chippies and the pancakes. Oh, yay. But she's not going to want to sleep with that guy because he's, he's lost all his masculinity. He's lost all his sense of authority. He's lost all of his sense of, you know, dominance in a good way. He's lost all of his sense of, I've got you, babe. She's carrying him too much. She's carrying him too much. And as a result, she is going to feel a certain type of way about him, right? You may love him, she may like him, but she's not going to be hot for him. And she's not going to lean on him in the same way because she's not going to feel comfortable leaning on a guy that's not ultimately taking care of her the way he should be. Controversial, but I said it. There you go. Numbers guy, zero, give five bucks. In fact, when men begin recommending appearance guidelines, it usually means he's trying to preserve the relationship and keep her. Interesting. Also said, what is the price of clean streets that are safe for women to walk on at nighttime? A few good men. Yeah, it's true. I mean, not just clean, but just paved, (laughs) right? I mean, it's just simple. It's paved. 
All right. So you did Delhi, even though I asked you if it was going to throw you off. You know, you said no, but you did get thrown off a tad. You went to number nine. You know, I love you. So go to, um, let's go to number eight, which is, this is the fresh and fit clip. Does he care about her 304 pass? Can you find that one? Jelly's lost that. All right. You know what? Yeah. Let me just freeze you here. Let's do this one. So as we don't, we don't need Delhi gone wild here. So let's do this one. This is a woman. Okay. Guys in the chat. Would you date her? Let's go. With everything going on, I thought it would be a good time to share all the things I do to fight the patriarchy on a daily basis. So let's get started. First thing, um, I rarely wear a bra. I know that some people need to, but I just don't care. If it makes you uncomfortable, get over it. If I catch you staring a little too long and my tiny itty bitties, I'll make it awkward. Next, um, I have no desire to get married or have kids. Um, the whole princess finding a prince charming, no. I don't believe in changing my last name and I'm not property and I'm I just personally, I don't want kids. I know a lot of people want kids, but I don't. I never censor myself to make them feel comfortable. So if I'm talking about periods or I have cramps, I'm going to tell you I'm bleeding like a waterfall. Also, never afraid to talk about sex and how men are just really bad at making women orgasm. If a man doesn't support women's rights, he doesn't deserve to be in my presence. So next, we have the toxic masculinity talk. I have this talk with men on a daily basis because they need to re rewire their whole brain. I just have that discussion with them, suggest a couple books, and next, encourage therapy. Kind of goes along. Also, call them out for misogynistic jokes. It's not funny, I won't laugh, I. it's not cool to make fun of women. We have the zero tolerance policy. If your favorite comedian has been accused of sexually harassing someone or someone who makes movies and you know that they've been accused, it's a no. I'm not gonna support it. No money from me is going to you. It's just a cold turkey. Sorry, bye bye. There's a lot of funny women out there. Ali Wong is one of my personal favorites. Also, do <laughs> wow. they love her? And the next, shop women-owned businesses. So shop small businesses. <laughs> shop female-owned businesses. Just try and do it as much as you can. Try and shop Amazon less and less. Jeff Bezos, he has enough money. Read feminist books and encourage other people to read them. Even men, it's okay. Women love it when you educate yourself and work on your emotional intelligence. Also. I post now without makeup because I don't care what men think anymore. And I sometimes don't shave my legs. I like them when they're smooth, but if they're not, I don't care if a man sees that they're not perfect, which is a lot of growth because in high school, I definitely cared and I hate that I was like that. Anyways, I have a lot to work on. I would love to hear what you guys do and I love you. <laughs> somebody, somebody help. Ali I mean, Wong was a racist too, by the way. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine dating that woman? No, honestly, imagine how miserable. First of all, she's miserable, right? That's transparent. Secondly, first of all, I love that. Oh, and no makeup. Honey, you got makeup on your face. I saw it. I could see it from I'm a woman to woman. Don't lie. Okay, number one. I love when women do that too. They, you ever see the girls that are like, oh, no, ma hashtag no makeup. And it's filtered and her, the face is stuffed with filler under and the Botox is like this. It's like your makeup it was, was injected, love. You got more than makeup going on. Maybe a little eyeliner would have been subtle. But what you got going on, honey, is some type of crazy. So she had makeup on. That's my point. I can't stand a liar right from the, from the get-go. She's miserable. She has made this list. She probably studied, I don't know, gender studies in college, in high school. Now she's decided she's going to wear no bra. Somehow it's going to spite you that she's worn no bra. I, I, You know why this is the bra burning 
age. You go back to like the Gloria Steinem's and the bra burning and bras are restrictive. You know what I say to people like that? Why can't you just get a comfortable bra, right? I get it. Like, but why, why don't you just figure out, you don't want to wear a bra, fine. Why do you need to announce it to everybody? Like you're doing it. Maybe you're just not wearing a bra because it's, un- okay, I'm more comfortable not wearing one. But why does it have to become about the patriarchy? Why? Because men made you wear bras? Since when? I don't remember a rule or a law that was enacted that said women must wear bras. What's your point, honey? So she comes up with this whole thing. She doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want kids. She doesn't believe in Prince Charming. Men are bad at sex. They're bad at making women orgasm. Masculinity is toxic. Uh, If you meet a guy that's not up on the feminism, he's got to be encouraged to read certain types of books and maybe go to therapy. You've got to watch female comedians because they're female. You can't shop on Amazon because, you know, Jeff Bezos is a guy. You can't, you know, you have to shop for women-owned businesses. I mean, who in their right type of you'd have to be completely unhinged to date this woman forget about marrying her or anything can you imagine what your daily life would be like and this is what completely miserable brainwashed women look like i don't know how old she is but she's very clearly single right because if you i mean how could you be talking like that? there's no way and she's going to be like that for a really long time because nobody's going to want to pair with you. First of all, you're not their mom. So you don't meet somebody and say, oh, I need you to read this and you got to do this and you got to. I mean, what type of crazy and the commitment to the talking points is so severe. Imagine you can't buy stuff from a guy now, a male owned business, because what? The patriarchy? I mean, these women are, are very, very damaged, very, very sick women that have swallowed these talking points and they have made their lives about them and they're unhappy. And imagine how many guys do you think would be repelled by this? 99% of them are going to look at this and be like, hell no, I'm out. I'm good. She's cute, but it ends there. I'm not. mm -mm, No, thanks. Oh man. All right. Did you find that fresh and fit one? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that one now. Knows that you used to be a hoe that you'll be taken seriously ever. Yes, okay. because and he's never going to trust okay. you. Why? Because what? Yeah. because this pass makes this woman today. Ow. So it's worth it. Boom. So you, not to him. <laughs> <laughs> Smartest thing you've said all day. Okay. What about you? No. No? No. Why not? Will they take you serious? Yeah. Uh, uh, just like you said in the beginning, you judge a book by its cover. So if you have that entitlement or that thought, it's there registered. There's no take back. That's like saying you do something. It, you're always going to judge a book by its cover. So yeah. therefore, are you okay are with helpful. limiting your ability to find a man with your OnlyFans a profession that you chose in a scrim? I mean, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> so, right. so, okay. It's okay. <laughs> right. I don't Bitch. care enough. Right. Oh, what about you? God. You think it's a girl can, uh, if a man knows her past and she came with a past? You interested though? Can we fix? I mean, so uh, what, I'm interested. Why do you think I come talk to me across the phone? Yeah, I was talking to you. So I look at you when I talk to you. It'll be awkward if I looked at the camera while I'm talking to you. Okay, you know, did you catch what happened there? She said that Myron was interested in her just because he was looking at her when she was speaking. When somebody's speaking, don't you usually look at them and have a conversation? Imagine the audacity to be like, "You interested?" The confidence these women have—it's like I don't know. Uh, where is it coming from? There was no way on God's green earth that he was checking that girl out. We can all assess that. My God. So the first woman is interesting because she says that, no, my past makes this woman. So if it was, you know, sleeping around, OnlyFans, whatever, then he'll love that because that's 
part of who I am. By that token, couldn't you excuse any bad behavior? Couldn't like a murderer come out and be like, well, you were a murderer. Like somebody could say to him, you, you murdered somebody. So obviously like people aren't going to want to trust you or be around you in the same, well, that past made me who I am today. I may have murdered then, but I mean, <laughs> and you could say it with anything. Right, of course your past matters. Of course your your former inclinations matter. Of course your actions matter. Not to say you can't change, but you can't expect people to look at you and not take that into account. That's crazy. Human beings don't function like that. So if you go to a guy and you're like, yeah, I, I cheated on all, you know, seven of my former boyfriends, all of them, just over and over and over again. And But this time's going to be different. Maybe you mean that, right? And maybe, honey, you will never cheat again. But when he hears that, you don't think he's going to be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm going to pass on this one. Of course, because you, you, you have to look at somebody as, you know, a whole. They want, the pa- they want to be able to do whatever they want. And then they want to snap their fingers and then it, it either gets erased or it's disregarded at will. It doesn't work like that, doll. People aren't like, well, you became the woman you are today by spreading the gams for a whole bunch of strange eggplant, and I love you for who you are, so I also endorse all that behavior. No, that's not how it works. What type of crazy guy you think is going to su- Come on. All right. I can't, Deli. I'm losing my mind today. I think the mold toxicity has gotten to me. <laughs> all right. Let's go to number 10, and I think we can get two more in before we close. Let's go to number 10, distorted feminist view of men. TikTok. Harder in dating, men or women? Women. Women, 100%. Women, no offense to you guys, but there are not that many quality men. I feel like there's more quality in women versus quality in men. Not a lot of guys, like, they don't have the standards or the expectations that women have when it comes to relationships. See, I think it's not because I think they're more into the money and they want like the glamorous. <laughs> Look, like, let's say you're making 60K a year, but the next guy make 100. Oh, she'll drop you like that for the next guy. Easy. I'm just saying. That's it's horrible. No. It's the truth. No, no. That's what I see. Date well within your tier. I don't think that there's such a thing as a girl, a girl being a gold digger. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. That's basically it. Who has it? No, if he can't, if he is not a gold digger, if he can't afford you, he can't afford you. If you need 17 Louis Vuitton bags and he can't pay for them, I mean, that's on him, right? What I love about these conversations, is, first of all, you see the disconnect between men and women, and it's growing and it's growing and it's growing because you've got women always saying men this, men that, men that, and you have some guys saying, well, you this, you this, and it's causing this this rift, right, um, which is a problem if you ultimately want that union and you want that family and all of that stuff. But women, it's just these women have no personal accountability. You notice all guys are bad, all guys cheat, all guys do this. All guys do that all the time. And it's like, okay, let's say there are, you've encountered in your life, I'm not denying your experience, but let's say there is some truth to, you know, who you've encountered in your life. Okay, well, how were you behaving at the time? What were you bringing to the table? What were you loyal and faithful? Like, why is there an inability to look at your own behavior ever? That's a big problem in the dating market now, is that people are very, they're upset Right. And they're very triggered all the time. Right. So there, there's like a refusal to just look at what you're doing. You always got to look at what you're doing. If you've been in four relationships and they've all failed, maybe you did date a tyrant for four different tyrants. That's possible. But you were still there. You were present. You can always look and say, I would have done this differently. And next time around, I'm not doing that. That's part of the process. If you can't do that, 
then there's something broken in you. You got to do some research. You got to you got to you got to get to a better place or your next relationship. You know what's going to happen is going to be a fifth breakup because you're still in the wrong head of not self-assessment. You've got to be able to self-assess. My problem with a lot of these modern women is that there is no self-reflection. There is no personal accountability. There is no what am I doing? I'm attracting this instead of complaining about what I'm attracting. Let me ask myself, why am I attracting it? What am I putting out there? What am I bringing to the table? What's my attitude like? Why am I repeatedly attracting stuff that I don't want and repelling stuff that I do want? Maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm doing something wrong here in this game in terms of not getting ultimately what I want and putting energy out there that's unsavory to guys that I do want. Own it. Own your stuff. Okay. Uh, let's do the next one, Deli. I, you're out of order, so I'm, I don't know. I think if we're looking at different numbers... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, that could be. We may have added one. Um, let's do. Let's do the last one. Do you have the? Do you have? Does a guy want to date a girl who dresses yeah, slutty? Six. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Who dresses slutty or modestly? He wants her to dress slutty until she's his girlfriend. Exactly. It's fucked up because they want you to be desirable until you're theirs, and they don't want you to be desirable, which makes no sense. But when it they wanted you because you were desirable. And now they don't. But when a chick dresses provocatively, she's typically desiring male attention, isn't she? She's dressing for herself. Oh, yeah. God. Come so on. So not for guys to hit on her? For any reason she chooses. Okay. Why do chicks go after guys who okay, don't want let's them? let's pause it. So it's first of all, and this is the final clip of the day, so, and then we'll get to the chat and close out. Sexy and slutty are not the same thing. Again, I don't know how, to, how many times to say, and we know this, right? People who have brain, we know that you can spot somebody who's dressed sexy and then you can spot somebody who dressed slutty and it's, it's a very different arena. Okay, that's number one. Secondly, guys will often be, if you're single, if you're a woman who's single and you're out there and you're dressed, you know, a little hyper sexy, shall we call it? You're out, you're looking for guys, you're looking for male attention. There's a guy that notices you, you start to, you know, you're, you're in the marketplace. You're, that's what you're there for. You're kind of like, okay, I want to attract attention. That's the whole name of the game, right? And you're doing it. And then you get the attention of that guy. And that guy becomes your boyfriend. And now... You're still going out dressed like that when he's not there. That means you're still on the hunt, honey. He's not stupid. Something should have changed. You, you dressed that way to attract him. You got him. That's done now. You're his. You're in a relationship. Now, why are you still dressing like that when he's not there? Because either you're not satisfied with him. You got your eye looking like this. You've got one toe out the door. You're a cheater. You're a little shady. That's what, that's the only explanation for it. Otherwise, why would you be doing that? So there's a difference between when you start dating a girl, how she is when she's single, and then how you would expect her to behave as your girlfriend. If you can't see that, there's something wrong upstairs. Now, maybe there's something wrong upstairs because you're also in the deluded head of, well, I dress that way for myself. You don't dress that way for yourself. You dress that way to attract attention from the opposite sex and to command respect from the same sex because you want other women to be like, oh, she looks better than me. You love that game. You love that game. So once you have a man, that should all change. You have your guy, good, check, done. 
What do you care what other women, you're comparing yourself to other women in a, in a sexual marketplace. You should be thankful you're not in it anymore. You got your guy. Good luck, honey. You go out and you go try to find yours. I got mine. Check. You should be feeling some sense of gratification. There should be a shift in your behavior, in your dress and all that. If there's not, you're playing some type of games. You know it. I know it. And your man knows it. Okay. Marky Mark. Oh, and the Funky Bunch. Remember that? Okay, five bucks. I never saw the movie Mr. Mom because I found the movie's premise to be revolting. It bothered me on an instinctive level. I have not seen that movie. I have not, but there is no, it should be no Mr. Mom, right? There's mom, there's dad, there's, it's different. Okay. Avinash Kala, maybe stop using Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, OF, because most of the percentage of them are owned by men. <laughs> Just another perspective. Traditional in India is seven generations of successful marriages. Only then are we trad. Yeah, it's interesting culturally too. You know, it's true. It's really, this is the last chat of the day and this is, we'll close out. But what's interesting is that you go to other cultures and they find us to be really morally just bankrupt, right? The distaste they have for what's going on in the U.S. is crazy because they're they're just leaps and bounds away from us. Like they, they our version of traditional, they're like, no, that's still slutty. <laughs> you know, because we're just it's like we're morally bankrupt here. And it's getting worse and worse and worse because it's being fed by media. Um, really, really bad stuff. All right. Thank you all for being with us today. I'll see you back here on Monday at one PM Eastern. Have a good weekend. Don't do anything that Delhi wouldn't do. Bye. <laughs>